actually do like anything that's formal or I'm, I'm always like very out of the box type of thing you check yeah and I'm, I'm speaking to Mr. Maduna uh, Maduna yeah in the flesh my man what's going on what's going on with your what's going on with your podcast Okay, okay. I'm on 99 subscribers, so I told myself that once I cross over to, to, to three digits, uh, triple digits, I should have an episode that is out. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm busy just planning around uh, the next episode that I'm going to, 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 to film and then post. All right, is this, is, is this one um, on, that's on what? That's on, on YouTube? It's on YouTube, yes. And what... What about the other platforms like your Spotify and, and Apple and all that? Uh, so for, for, for that, I, there's, there's, there's equipment that I need to get. Because um, usually with Spotify, it's, a, it's, it's an audio streaming platform, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I need to get that sound quality. Um, funny enough, I used to work at an internet radio station before. Yeah. I used to have a show. Um, it was used to be on Monday. And trust you me, I've had more fun working for an internet radio station than your community radio station. And the reason for that is because the internet radio station, I had the freedom to, to, to curate and to create a show from the ground up. So I was, I was, I was the content producer, I was the, the music compiler, and I did everything um, that I thought would make sense to whatever it is that I was talking to. Oh, wow, okay. So, so, yeah. so, basically, so basically, you could start up your own station. Basically, I can set up my own my own station. If I had the resources, trust you me, dog, I I would have, you know, I would have. Cause I was exposed to how it is, and I saw the setup, and I was like, oh, dude, this is this can be done, and you can set it up or you can set it up in your bedroom, and you just there um, recording yourself and creating a link so that people can come and join. It is a beautiful process. Oh, guys. Yeah, because I see, because this is how Gareth Cliff started Cliff Central, and look where he is today. Exactly. The good, and, and, and the good thing about it, and it's what, it's what he also said, that um, and often, at times, the reason why certain internet radio stations fail, they fail because they are trying to reach everybody. They're trying to be like your commercial radio stations, whereby... Anybody can just switch in and listen. And the, the, the difference with, with internet radio station is that you have, you need to have a niche target market to say that these are the people that I'm targeting. 
these are the people that should be listening. It's either young people who are uh, started working, who are about to graduate, who are new to parenting, or maybe from the ages 25 to 35. So it, it, it you really need to have your target market. And if you do have it, you will become successful, and then you'll start attracting these companies, and you'll make money. Oh, that's true. That's true, man. And, and I think... I think that's what we need to learn from from that, that even with podcasting as well, you just need to have your own niche, your own niche type of uh, audience that will listen to you. And, and don't focus on trying to reach um, everyone. everyone. Yeah, don't, you know, not everyone is going to be a Mac G or not everyone is going to be a Joe Rogan, but you can be you can be a you and still make it work, you know. And you, and you can still make it work. That's the nice thing about your your internet radio stations. And trust you me, I've always said that so long as there's that one person that's listening, so long as there's that few other groups that are interested in what you have to say, dude, you'll have the best time of your life. I used to, <laughs> I used to present shows, right, yeah. on the internet radio station, and I'd have one listener, one. Wow. And this one listener dude would often say, Hey, bruh, thank you very much yeah. for hosting a show. And that would make my day because, like, guys, I'd find me. I have one person that is tuned in. Some days you feel like, yo, there's no one tuning in. And you'd be surprised later on in the day when people start posting your quotes to say, Hey, guys, I was listening to this dude earlier on today and he was saying, Hey, guys, it's a. But you can still you can still continue, man. Why don't you why don't you just start with with um with your podcast and and just do what you do whatever you do on YouTube, uh, put it onto like like the way the the stuff that you've done on on YouTube, you can still just add them onto your Spotify and then it changes because Spotify as well does videos nowadays, so there's no excuses. pessimist right now, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, it's... I mean, you, you, you've been on radio. You know that aesthetic of having that microphone next to your... Next to right in front of your face, right? And you're just switching it on and you're just, you're just talking to someone. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's more about the feeling of it. And um, I want to be able... Like I said, I'd, I'd love to have some sort of equipment, not all the equipment, but your basics, your microphone, your your, your sound recording, your, your your mixer, your interface. If I can have that, then that for me, I feel like it would allow me to be able to look forward to um, uh, 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 broadcasting. That's the word. I, so... so, so. <laughs> So I'm gonna tell you something that I once did before. Um, I actually there was a time when I recorded the one podcast, and all I did was just put the microphone in front with the cable, everything. But I did not. Uh, I wasn't using it for recording because I didn't. I didn't have all the equipment, but it was just for the aesthetics. And yeah, and it worked 
because the aesthetics, people are like, oh, this is professional type of vibe, you know. And this is something, there's a guy that I follow on Instagram, I just forgot his name, and he, he emphasizes in one of his talks, he was like, you know, if you're going to do a podcast, just put the microphone there just to make people feel, even if you're not using it, but put it there. It makes people listen to you because you sound more professional. It's a cheat code. I think I want to use that. That way, I mean, it, it, it makes it more exciting. Yeah. For the mere fact you are talking behind um, a, a, a microphone, you, 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 you're able to express more of yourself because you're breathing life into this unplugged microphone. I think I'm gonna do that. That's a great idea. And and, and the other thing is that. You just have to be careful you don't touch the microphone because remember when you touch it there has to be that distortion or that sound. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna be far from it and then uh, hey, you just reminded me say in my first days of radio, dude, I used to hit the microphone with my hand so many times because I use my hands to to, to, to talk. Um, they help me think at times. They help me explain things at times. So you find that in studio, even though I'm alone in the studio, my hands just go all over as I'm talking. And then you just hear these sounds. Boom, 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 boom. My boss will come in all the time like, hey, bro, please keep your hands in your pocket. Please. I'm a... I'm a tendencies. I'm a tendencies. I'm a preachers. I'm a preachers. <laughs> it's even worse when you're in hip hop and you are a preacher because now it's as if you're on stage and you're rapping and you're gay. Hey guys, I I caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so so so, how how do you find communicating with with young people uh, from from you being from that space of radio and and going back into a space of the church? Uh, like, what difficulties do you face in just communicating with young people, especially you being in a more um, vernacular context? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't find the spaces to be different, right? Yeah. Um, it's just, as we said, the aesthetics of it. Because with, with radio... Radio needs to be interactive. It's not like TV, whereby it's just one-sided broadcasting. With with radio, I need to I need to intrigue your mind. Mm. I need to I need I need to make you interested in what I I hear. I need to force out words in you to say, oh, man, you know, what? let me call this guy and let me say something because you know what? I just don't agree to what you're saying. Um, and then with, with, with now preaching, it's more or less the same thing because you don't come to church to just listen, but you come to church to be intrigued. Mm-hmm. So I need to now treat you the same way I treat um, the audience that we get on radio because in one of the lectures that I attended at, at, at school, because I'm doing radio as one of my majors, they tell you that, guys, radio is the theater of the mind. Yeah. Right, and whatever it is I say, you need to play it out in your head. So it goes along with preaching. If I preach to you as a young person, I need to now create a scene in your mind, 
and you need to now start envisioning it. So for me, I feel like it's it's one of the same things. It's just that with preaching, you just need to be able to read your crowd. Mm, mm. To and what, to, to, to understand, oh, okay, do I need to use English or do I need to use a vernacular tone, a vernacular uh, 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 language so that at least I can reach them? It's, it's just kind of those small and differences, but I find them to be the same. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes yeah. for me, like, what I, what I like about, what I like about preaching in, in, in the vernacular context of the church is that, you know, the theatrics always play a major role. Um, yeah. Even if you're preaching in English, even if you're preaching in a different language, it's like they understand you because of the theatrics. Whenever I preach, I don't stand on the stage. I prefer walking around and walking next to a person because I feel that it's 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 one way that a person can get to understand you if you're not on that podium but you're you're down there with them. Yeah. I don't know. That's 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 that's, that's how I feel. But can I ask you a question though? Yeah. Yeah. Do do theatrics um, have an effect in the, the the white context churches as much as they do in your vernacular churches? It it depends. If okay. if if you are in a very traditional church, theatrics never work, and they prefer you to speak in a very subtle voice. Um, you would have spoken to if, if you if you speak loud. It's like you're shouting at them, you know, and then they're like, uh-uh, we didn't feel umfundisi today. But at the same time, you you do get you do get some 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 of the like you do get some some of the very English churches that yeah. are a bit more charismatic and they they really enjoy it when you speak in when you have the theatrics as well. But now the theatrics have to be uh, a southern, maybe like almost like a southern Baptist type of theatrics. Okay. Yeah. So not not too major, like what we do. Yeah. But then, can't we then say that sometimes you, the, the, the passion that you have, right? Because in times as as, as, as speakers of note and preachers and broadcasters, we are really driven by, by passion. We're really driven by this, this fire that's inside. And you can't be subtle about it, guys, at times. Um, I, I don't want to say a, mor- a mockery, but sometimes you want to be screaming out, Jesus loves you. And, and you, you, screaming out, Jesus loves you. It's... <laughs> it's, it's not yeah you, you, you get what I'm trying to say yeah. yeah it's it's got a certain type of ring to it you know yeah and and the thing is that um I remember the one time I was actually doing a talk during COVID it was just during COVID and and I was doing this one talk 
with, uh, but it was ba- it was with with the Wesley Guild, and that asked us to you know to just s- s- say some things with them you know, and when I did my talk, oh my man, I felt I felt like I didn't do anything because this one. The one guy commented on face. It was on Facebook. This one guy commented and was like, "Nyuga, nyuga, nyuga, mfundi, nyuga." But I was like, you know, because I, I thought, no, I'll, I'll do it the way I do it, you know. And nah, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't really touch them that much. But I tried. You tried. Yeah. But otherwise. Um, how how are you finding um or maybe let me say why why aren't youth pastors uh in a way recognized within the church what do you think the issue is um caller so you reckon if we have a caller we'll be recognized in the vernacular side <laughs> I'm yeah. very fortunate because he started out his, his 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 journey in a white context. His first station was in a white context. So he mm. gets to understand what a youth pastor is. And therefore, um, he acknowledges my presence as a youth pastor within the church. Mm. Right? And we often have conversations with him as to how best we can change things and how best we can do things. But with ministers that came before, yes, you wanted to be a youth pastor. What they did was they would just throw to me application forms. Okay, yeah. And then, Papumawu. And I said, what you do with that information is entirely up to you. And the church then doesn't understand what they say, Okay. What, what, what's, what's the point of that? And then, are you guys going to attend church the same time that everybody else attends church? And so, they, in order for us, and it's, it's a joke, yes, but there needs to be something that people can visually see that this person is a, is a youth. And I'm not saying that I want to call it, guys, no, that's not the journey for me. I feel like being a youth pastor is, is serving my purpose. But in order for youth partners, youth partners to be recognized, they need to be. It's either if, if we don't change their minds as to how they perceive this, then we need to just have something that's visual that shows. Oh, here's a youth pastor. Ah, but but you 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 come up there, you preach, um, you serve. There's a lot of things that you do within with, within the church. And, and and my thing is that a lot of people think uh, youth ministry is, is just a, a whole play-play thing. You know, you're there, you glorified the babysitter, you're just there to babysit and then you continue. I, I remember there's this one friend of mine, um, we once had a conversation and, you know, uh, they were like, yo, dude, listen here, you don't do anything here. You You are just there to play. And 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 like, I really got angry, bro. Like I was like, "Yo, don't ever, don't ever." Now that person is a youth pastor, and they like, "Yo, 
I take back my words. <laughs> Poetic justice, right? Yeah. <laughs> Poetic justice. I think the one thing that they don't understand is that we've 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 grown up in spaces whereby um, the, the the preacher has to be umuntumtala. You know, we've grown mm. up in spaces whereby when we go to church, that's the kids section, that's the male section, that's the female section, and then there, right there, you have the church choir, and you have the church stewards. And growing up with such a mentality that there's actually church for youth is, is, a, is, is a different ball game for people. <laughs> and what they don't understand is that youth ministry is the biggest ministry that the church will ever need because this is the future of the church yeah yeah but at the same time at the same time when you go to to some churches uh it feels like they 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 saying no 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 uh youth are not the future but we just okay yes okay basically they're saying yes they are the future but what we want from them is that we just want them to be that side so that they don't disturb us. We want to worship our way and we want to just enjoy our services, but without them being there because they're f- them fidgeting and all that stuff is going to um, cause us to to fail in our worshiping or in our worship service. It's, it's, it's giving pick me, eh? It's giving pick me and we are important. Guys, everybody's important in the eyes of the Lord. Mm. Right? And like I said, times are changing. We therefore need to offer a space for young adults to say that, no, but Makulu, we can't worship the way you worship. You know, we need we need guitars, we need um, pianos, we need a drum kit. We need a whole worship session, a whole band of instruments in order for us to be able to feel this. I mean, the Bible even says that when you worship me, don't just worship me with your words, but also use instruments. When I, just looking at it, Ukabanga Tukoko would understand that you uh, you want to worship with, with a guitar and stop beating the, the pillow. <laughs> this is why we need our own space as young people. <laughs> I mean, the, the traditional way of doing things is Methodist is beautiful, especially during Easter. <laughs> you don't want to miss a vernacular service in Easter, bro. Then... <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of a kind. But Three hours, though. Dog, six hours. We're there from eight and we're living at three. <laughs> I get it, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're there. And, 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 you know, you people are changing and people, hey, guys, it's just us. But we, we also need a platform for young people to also grow uh, in, in, in a spiritual way. Yeah. Because if our grandmothers and our grandfathers and our parents are then saying to us that we don't need you guys to disturb us as we worship the way we want to worship. It's not, it's not contributing to my spiritual growth. Mm. Because at times you will see the preacher up there talk about the same thing each and every week. Our kids are doing drugs and our kids are doing... Guys, there is context for parents. 
Yeah, yeah. On the verge of doing drugs or is surrounded by people that are sniffing cocaine. Yeah, yeah. And this kid needs help. Mm. What about the, what about the little girl that is enticed about the lifestyle of having her Birkin bags, her fourteen inch weaves, and so, and she's 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 considering having a blazer. Don't what talk about the, Birkin bags, bruh. You understand? What about the what about the, what about the young couple that is going through a lot right now, on the verge of a breakup, and they feel that they can go the miles, but they don't have that fuel in the tank. So. We as youth pastors have a very vital role in 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 motivating young people to stay in the Lord. What 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 got you to actually go to, into youth ministry, man? Um. Okay. <laughs> so, I've 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 always been a person that people would come to for advice, right? And in as much as I'm a I'm a joker, I joke around. But yeah. people always call me randomly. Tolo, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. And I'm, I found that, gosh, I'm actually quite good in this. But I'm not good because it's me. I'm good because I know that these words are coming from God. I just feel that this is the right thing to say. I have that intuition to tell this person, no, I've never been in your situation, but the right thing to say was one, two, three, four, five, six. And then this just packaged with my passion for speaking, for my, my passion for, 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 for standing in front of a crowd and, and presenting something that is beneficial to them. And then a couple of years back, 2019 to be exact, that's when I got that, do I say that discerning decision? Because um, by virtue, I'm, I'm a Wesley Guild member, right? Yeah. And um, I was standing, I was the secretary of my region at the time, and I was standing in front of a group of people, and the one thing came to me, it said, Tolo, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. It just came to me, and I was like, I'm on a phone. And I left, I left um, mechanical engineering to come do radio. For real? For real. <laughs> to yeah. come to media, to come to broadcasting because of this passion that, 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 that I have in me to say, yo, damn. What's wrong? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've always felt that if you follow your passion, your passion will feed you. Yeah. You know, always had that thing to say, I want to be able to be happy doing what I do. And funny enough, even though, even though I was studying mechanical engineering, I never saw myself doing engineering. When my friends would have those those topics, oh, dog, we need to do this, we need to get our seals, we need to do, we need to, we need to oh, man, we're going to do I never saw myself there. I used to be a technician in the mines. Uh, I used to do instrumentation, uh, and I left. I left all that in twenty in twenty thirteen. Yeah, I completely left, and I volunteered in the church for three years. And you're happier, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dog. It's because of the passion that that lies within us. So that's how I got into youth ministry, and I've been avoiding this feeling for years. It's just been saying to me, be a youth pastor. 
be a youth pastor, be a youth pastor. I consulted with my aunts, whom at times are my spiritual guides. Yeah. The people I lean onto for information, and they're like, go for it. Even visit other churches so that you can get this this feeling inside. Because whenever I speak, I preach, um, voluntarily, people would say, Cholo, but what you said, Doc, spoke to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and in, in your journey into, into ministry, like what, which, which parts do you feel like were, were hindrances and at the same time, uh, where do you, where do you feel like you got a lot of your support from? But I don't, funny enough, I don't tell everybody that I'm a youth pastor, right? Because it it, it makes a person look at you differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatever it is that you say, they're going to put, they're going to label you, label you with that thing and would say, oh, holier than thou. Mm. Oh man of God! Now he's gonna, so I, I never mention it up until it comes to a point in our conversation when you have to say, "Oh, actually, you know, I'm a youth prostitute." And jena, 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 jena. but in terms of hindrances, I've, I've, I've never really encountered them. It's just that people are confused as to what it is that I am doing. All right. To them, it's as if it's as if I'm a, I'm a youth steward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel you, cause, cause, like for me, for me, there were quite a lot of hindrances, and yeah. yeah um, but funny enough is most of those. There's one person that supported me all the way, and um, yeah. that was my uncle. He was at that time he was in Cape Town, and yeah. dude was like, "Yeah, do it," you know. Like he he was always behind me. Um, there is others that. Not that they didn't they, they they didn't support me, but I think it was that whole thing of being scared that you know what yeah. um you're going into a territory where you're not gonna be paid and 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 I was like, dude, like I'm here, I'm not here for the money, I'm actually here to serve you know that's that's who I am, and i all, all I wanted to do was to serve, and that's what I do I serve right. And I feel better serving in this system, you know. I've always wanted to be the person that I've never had when I was young. I've always wanted to be the person um, that, that, that that's who me. You know, I'm very I'm very big on that concept of the village 
raises the child. So for me, I feel like church being part of the village, the church needs to play a major role in the young person's life. It does. Yeah. It does. And it if does it, because... Yeah? Sorry, yeah, sorry for interjecting. Um, it does because um, I, I, I often tell people that, guys, had it not been for the Methodist Church of Southern Africa and me joining the Wesley Guild, trust you me, I don't know where my life would be today. Yeah. You know, I have two friends who ended up being drug addicts. One just came back from rehab, one still addicted. I have a few other friends. We used to be a crew, and within that crew, I'm the only one that can say I survived because two are drug addicts, and the rest are drunkards. They, 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 they've given themselves to the world. Yo. And you can tell me, we say, ah, oh, yeah, dog, Dana, we're not going to Wesley Guild. They want money. And all I said to them was, guys, you don't need to have money to be in the Wesley Guild. Trust me, your parents will be happy to see you guys attend the Wesley Guild. And they will ensure that they pay whatever is needed of you. Go join, join your friends and then, you know, you can do the whole John Wesley vibe. But you're a Wesleyan, so you need to do that. Yeah, 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 I, I, I need to, but for now, um, let's, I mean, we, we, we have TikTok, we have Instagram, we have Facebook. Yeah. Um, we can still be your John Wesley's, but via um, social media platforms. So, so like, um, so you, you're not, you're not, it's, it hasn't crossed your mind uh, that... You you'd like you'd like to candidate. I don't want to candidate. Why are you running away? Why are you being a Jonah? I don't want, uh, I'm not being a Jonah. Like I said, <laughs> my purpose for me is to speak to the youth and is to preach to the youth and is to give them life. Um, for me, it's it's. Candidating has its people. Yeah. Right? And I often have this thing to say, guys, know your abilities and know where you'd like to be. I mean guys, I still want to be prominent in the in the broadcasting space. You can still be prominent in the broadcasting space. What about word and word and service? I've never considered candidating. There's word and service where you can actually do a lot of other work on the side. Yeah. You can be a non-itinerary deacon or evangelist. I think I'd, 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 then, I'd, I'd rather stay, I'd, I'd rather be a person in the LPD. You know, a preacher in the LPD. Um, not much restrictions. Just me being able to, to preach, but then that's also at a later context, at a later time, after I'm, I'm done with my tenure as youth pastor. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm 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 going to be I'm going to be candidating for the order of deacon. My man, my 
That's the plan. That's the thing. Yeah. That's that's the one thing that I wouldn't want because you know our church, our church will just throw you in the bundu's dog, yeah. And like now you have to leave your wife and your kids back home, and you travel to the bundu's every week. I have a friend whom her father is a minister in our church. Yeah. The father, each and every week, has to fly to the Eastern Cape. Yes. You know, come back on the Thursday, spend the week at home, Monday. He's flying back. Sometimes he's flying back these days. Is that after two weeks? You check. It's it's it's, it's, it's really it's, it's really it's really a lot. At times, you understand as to why they say Catholic men aren't supposed to have wives because you dedicated yourself to the Lord. Yeah, you see, that's why some of us uh, don't have wives yet. <laughs> people are doing it how are they making it happen Rich, you don't love her, bro. <laughs> no ways, no ways, bro. Kids, I'm just kidding.
one, we live in a very wicked world whereby mm, materialism mm. Is, is thriving, dude. Mm. You know, people are missing out on real authentic love because, ah, oh, this guy can't do one thing for me. He can't take me to 10. He can't take me to the same. You can't take me to these fast, fancy restaurants. And you're missing, and you're missing out on what life really is, and that is spending time with your loved ones. Because you may be rich, you may have all this money, but you can't buy more time. Sure, can't go to Konka. <laughs> you, you, you just can't buy more time to say, "Oh, I'm rich. I can, we can." Buy. You can't. But, 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 if she's rich, you can. <laughs> no, if, she's, if she's rich, you can. Oh, most definitely, baby girl. Please buy me a, 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 a what's this? A BMW M5 competition pack. You know? Nice life problems, eh? Nice life problems, dog. If you can, please buy me that car so that once I come to church, I come here with pops and bangs. Hey, me, I wouldn't want that life. I wouldn't want that life, though. But you know, you know what, man? Um, yeah. Uh, all jokes aside, though, you know, it's true. We do need. We do need people that we love and all. At the same time, at the same time, um, if if she's not as wealthy or she doesn't have that that kind of money, you know, you you as a gent could could like start up your own or or try to make her start up a business or something like that, and then kind of like she can run it and and all that, you know, and that's. That's the thing that we should be teaching our our ministers, especially to say ministers should become, in a sense, they should become entrepreneurs. Yes. Because now they 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 banking so much on the church that some of the money that's supposed to be uh, going into other ministries ends up becoming money for assessment. You know. Understand. Yeah. And then and it, it, it's really, and you're actually right. We should be encouraging that to say that, guys, don't leave your day job. No, no, not necessarily. Don't you? Yeah, it depends on what the day job is as well. Yes, yeah. yes. But have have something that can be able to sustain you because your 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 calling to to preach the word of God mm. is something that, guys, no matter. Things are nice or not nice. You need to be there. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame to see someone who is being a minister for the financial gain. That's true. Because you, you you see them as they stand up on the pulpit and they preach, and you're like, no, but this guy, this this guy did not discern the spirit. That's you're preaching, true. You're up there because you're there. And because you you have you have secured yourself, because I've always made this joke to say, guys, ah, but guys, if if I can't find employment, trust you me, I'm gonna become a minister. Yeah, become you one. Know? You don't you need to. Minister, you don't need to to not find employment. You just go. Yeah, that's it. Just go. So we 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 we. It needs to be something that 
you are truly passionate about because you're dealing with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're dealing with people. But if a minister can um, secure a job while he's a minister, guys, let's allow him to do so. So that at the end of the day, he does not end up offending the church and having sermons that are, 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 are pointing at knives at the congregation. Because some people are petty like that. You're preaching, you're preaching to people, but you're petty. True that. But, but we, we don't need that. But at the same time, what about the whole idea of having to serve mammon and God at the same time? Mammon and God, because remember when you're working now, if when the when the the minister is working, you you might just find that okay, they might focus more on where they work because they're getting more money than ministry. You get you see that, so at the end of the day, you end up having your your moment with. Um, Mammon and God at the same time. So now you need to go, you need to differentiate between God and money. Um, I could say that this is where the passion that we're talking about, the calling that we've been talking about comes into play. Because if I understand that I have an obligation to a congregation, I will ensure... I will ensure that I go because we've we've been in leadership before, my friend. Mm-hmm. And being in leadership before, guys, we we cancel dates with our girlfriends because I need to be at church. You know, we yeah. we would cancel family gatherings and family funerals because I need to be at church. So many when are you ready, most to become a minister? So you don't need to because you've canceled these things and you still. Are surviving. Uh, why, why, why do you keep on stealing the conversation that's like? <laughs> I'm just saying, bruh. You being a Jonah, you 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 you'll be swallowed by a big fish, bruh. Hey man, that fish better be an orca whale, eh? <laughs> what you wanna make sushi? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, let, let me let, let me then say, let's see what after my tenure as youth pastor, or let me see more experience in, into being a youth pastor brings to me. And if the spirit is leading me to say that, okay, Cholo, you can candidate, I will definitely candidate. Okay. Yeah. But, but at the same time, don't forget to 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 build other young people. To become the next. No, that's, that's the aim. Mm. That's the aim because I'm not always going to be available. Yeah. Right. I'm not always going to be available. So within the programs that we do have, um, one would want to develop other people to say that, guys, if you do have, if you feel like you'd want to preach one of certain Sunday, come up and sign up your name, and I will give you the topic that you'll preach about in the series that we have. Mm. And try 
to guide you and try to show you, okay, this is what you can say, this is how you can, this is how you can, but most importantly, let the Spirit lead you. Okay. And then you come and share the word with us. Yeah. Yeah, and if you want to become a youth pastor, you know what to do. Go inside the main church and tell them that I'm signing up to be a youth pastor. And tell your parents. And tell your parents. Yeah. And tell them that, guys, it's going to be one hell of a journey. So, um, since it's going to be one hell of a, uh, one hell of a journey, um, what, what would you say about youth ministry, um, kind of like as a closing? Um, this might sound cliche. Youth ministry is the future. Mm-hmm. Youth ministry is a ministry that's going to change the course of Christianity and how we do things. And in as much as it is it is disregarded by an older generation, it is introducing a new way of doing things. Mm. You know, for the past 20 years, as Methodists, we've done things the same way. But youth ministry, youth ministry is a threat to the old church. Because it is, it is, it is telling the old church that the way you used to do things no longer works because the seats in the church, instead of being filled up, they are being empty. Yeah. Week, week after week, we're losing a person in church. So that should tell you something. Yeah. But with youth ministry, we can ensure that week after week, we're gaining a soul. No, then that's proper, man. That's proper. Yeah. Yeah. So otherwise, um, no, thank you. Thank you for joining me on my platform. Hopefully next time I might get a chance to be on your platform, you know. No, definitely, Doug. Definitely, yeah. Doug. Um, once things start, start picking up the way that one has planned, definitely I'm going to invite you over to to, to my platform um, I'll also invite you to come and preach one one certain Sunday to, to, to the youth their side um, just to also give them um, 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 what God is, is saying through you yeah. but other than that man I've enjoyed this platform it's it's time has really passed eh? and yeah. you don't feel it when you're talking about something that you're passionate about you that's just true don't feel it cause it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least we ain't talking about girls. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's a more private conversation, man. <laughs> Look, truth, tr- tr- truth be told, th- these are conversations we need to actually have when we talk about um, just just talk about how how we should be dating and all that because a lot of young people. Are burning themselves in these situations, trying to date so and so, and trying, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier today, I was checking how to break a soul tie, right? Yeah. I was searching out because I'm like, Ebra, everybody is promiscuous. Mm. You know. Yeah. Everyone is promiscuous, and you find yourself 
a damaged person unable to love and able to do certain things because yeah. you've carried different sorts of people with you all along and you haven't broken these ties yeah and now we need to we need to we need to date differently and and one of, one of the things that just motivate me around this is what um pastor michael todd has on on he has a series called relationship goals yeah and he's just advising people on how to date in the christian context mm-hmm. which i find is something that's profound to say guys we we need to find partners that we pray with eight you know, eight part find, series we, you understand we need to find partners that 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 would choose us in the midst of the battles that we're facing whether individually or together Okay. You know, it's, it's, yeah, no. If, if we talk about this, dude, we can talk another hour. <laughs> okay, no. No, no, I feel you. I feel you. And I actually once used that Relationship Goals um, series some yeah. some years ago when I was at Midstream. Uh, yeah, it actually works. Eh? It actually helped quite a lot. But, but yeah, um, Young, young people um, are dating the wrong way if you look at it today. Yeah. You know, we have you have you have you have twenty two year olds competing with thirty eight year olds in terms of relationship goals and relationship achievements. And trust me, you can't achieve what people have achieved in twelve years, and you want to achieve it in four months. How crazy is that? You see, you see, the thing is, the thing is, what I've and and speaking on that, what I've what I've noticed now is that, um, you know, look at the climate in South Africa, and yeah. and then you get yourself maybe a girl like, um, let's just say, you, you get someone like. Um, uh, okay, let's say you get a girl, you get a girl in the Wesley girl. You are the yeah. gent. You're not working. Yes. You're studying. Yes. yes. Um, a gent that's working, driving a. For argument's sake, a BMW. Right. A gent comes, approaches your girl. Your girl sees this BM when you ain't driving. The girl already knows this gent here has his own flat somewhere. When are you, you, you don't have nothing, you're staying at home. Type of thing. Um... I th- I feel like once you get to that point, now you leave her because she's for the streets. So you leave her. You don't try to, regardless of how much you've built together, you don't try to make things happen. And it's a big problem within the church because you find that uh, we have so many old people who who break down your self 
um, your self-worth breaks down who you are through them dating someone who you should be dating or someone the same age as you, you know? It's, it's, it's really sad, hmm. but um, the problem is that people don't want to, like you said, people don't want to build these days, you know, and they want to date people who are established. So if I'm dating someone in the Westy Guild and she's approached by someone who has money, it means that now she's looking. The money that that person is using is hiding that person's red flags. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Because when I don't have money, I don't, I don't have anything that's gonna that's gonna mask my aura, that's gonna hide my red flags. My red flags are out in the open, and I'm able to communicate to them. I'm able to talk about them because um, a man who's less financially stable than another man he's much more emotionally intelligent because he only has his emotions to hold on to yeah but a guy but a guy with money will come and would hide how unstable he is emotionally with the money that he has oh no baby girl you want that with i'll buy you that with and then you find that the person is um mentally abusive physically abusive is arrogant and is cheating on the girl because he has resources to get whoever and however he wants that's true you know Pastor, uh, bishop T. james often says that at times people leave 80 percent because they are seeing 20 percent on the other side and even though 20 percent is enticing it looks good as what is posted on your instagrams and the lifestyle is agreeing and when you get there you're trying to get 80 percent out of 20 percent and you find that you have left a whole package for just a cover up and when you start to unwrap that cover and you start to dwell, put your hands in that bucket of water, you find that this water is not clean. You find that there's more that I need to put into this, I need to pour into this, than I did with that other one that I did. So the grass is not always green on the other side just because someone has money. You might find that the grass looks green, but it's astral turf, it's not actual grass. So hence why we're often advised to, guys, just water the grass that you're on. Up until a point you see that this grass is not willing to, to drink. And then that's what you can do. Buzz. For a, for a Methodist, yeah, you quote, you're quoting these charismatic church guys. And I'm like, yo. For a Methodist, <laughs> <laughs> you're quoting T.D. Jakes. A Methodist coaching, uh, quoting T.D. Jakes. <laughs> hey, man, I, 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 I try to draw inspiration from people of different dominions. And true, true. When, 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 and when you look at how they're doing things, guys, sometimes the things that these guys are saying make sense. Yeah. You know? Um, T.D. Jakes is one of the people that I look up to because he's, he's a colorful preacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knows how to paint a picture with his words. That's how it's supposed to be. You know, yeah. I love that. Your Michael Todd, he's, 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 he's expressive with his body, and you see that he uses his body language to communicate something to you. For me, with that one, I, I, I used to enjoy listening to him, I used to enjoy watching mm-hmm. him and everything. It's up until the day when he he spat on the ground 
he spat and then he put the saliva on his brother. Yo, I know for me that one, that one was the end. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. yeah, that was the end for me. Yeah, yeah. cause yeah, you, you can't do that, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but fair enough. The 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 the, the, the guy is. He's good. He's he's good. I mean, before I didn't listen to him. I was like, ah, this guy's boring. But as I grew older and I was more spiritually mature, I got to understand him. Because I used to listen to a whole lot of Stephen Furtick. Loved Stephen Furtick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, he's funny. He has humor. He does. And he's in, in, in his... In his, in his um, and the way he, he preaches, guys. Oh, the, hey, the, the guy. Method is similar. Huh? Just to give it to me. The swag is on point. The boy has swag. No, no that's 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 facts. That's facts. Yeah, the boy has swag, guys. Rocky preaching up there with with, with the Jordan ones on. Ooh, my boy. Yes, sir. He doesn't. Yes, he does. It doesn't. It doesn't have a blue jacket to preach on. No, 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 no. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, fam. No, thanks, thanks. Thanks so much, man, uh, for the whole conversation. Uh, this was no, fun. Anytime, eh? This was fun. Um, we'll do this again. Uh, yeah. So um, just for everyone else that doesn't know you, where do we find you? Uh, which platforms are you actively on? Um, I'm on? I'm on Instagram. Yeah. At Tolo Hello Madonna. And my username is Denzel. That's D E. N Z E triple L, so it's Denzel. Okay. Uh, you can find me there on TikTok. It's Brother Tolu. Um, on Facebook, it's Tolu Hello Madonna. On YouTube, it's also Tolu Hello Madonna. Mm. So those are the platforms you can find me on. On on X, you can just type in Tolu Hello Kubeo, and then you'll just find me there. Okay. Okay. Now. Cool, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. It's quite conversations. I appreciate my dog. Yeah. I appreciate my dog. Um, despite all the other conversations that we have on WhatsApp, um, I was quite, quite happy to be a part of this experience. Um, to have a platform to express myself and to, to, to use what God has given in me to just share. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all this information and also gain, you know. Yeah. And I also believe, often believe that within in each and every interaction that we have as people, there are things that we gain and there are things that we give. Yeah, that's true. Yes, sir. Sp- sp- spoken like a, a, a minister, but otherwise. Yeah. Like uh, it's a story for another day for Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. All right, quite conversations. Um, this is Al Jackson Pasteur. We out. Peace. Mm-hmm.